Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's time for the Bob Pompiani Show. An in-depth look at local sports with KDKA-TV's own Bob Pompiani. Brought to you by PNC Bank, Number 1 Cochran, Ireland Contracting, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. The Bob Pompiani Show on Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. With Kale Berger back in the studio taking charge of the ones and the twos, this is Bob Pompiani, and we welcome you inside 93.7, The Fan. You can call us at 412-928-9370. That also has... To be the number of the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Call and air your opinions for the next couple of hours. I look forward to talking to you. You can also follow us on Twitter at 937thefan, driven by Jim Shorky Kia in Wexford, North Huntington, and Uniontown. Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Visit shortkeykia.com. Our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Also, Number one, Cochran. Go one better at number one, Cochran. Ireland Contracting, home of the Ireland Contracting nightly sports call on Pittsburgh CW seven nights a week. It's a beautiful day. Hope you have a great start to your weekend. And remember, you can't get these kind of days back. So go out and make the most of it. Once it's over, it's done. Do something good today. There's a lot you can do around your house, I'm sure. It's going to be a beautiful golf day for sure. Those of you interested in golf like I am, I plan to be out. There's a great golf course in uh, Evan City, Elwood City, Old Stonewall. That should be hopping today, and I look forward to playing up there. Um, but we're here to talk sports at 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on Twitter at KDPomp as we go through the day. And we'll start with um, what was a massive day in trades yesterday in the NFL. Man, who, who would have thought some of this is going on? And you wonder now what San Francisco is planning because John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and company – you know, pulled off a big trade where they gave up essentially three number ones. They flipped this year's number one with Miami. Uh, and they also gave two more away to move up to number three in the draft. So, I mean, that makes it very interesting what actually is going to happen here with this draft. Because the 49ers now at number three, you don't make that trade unless you know you want a quarterback. And there are going to be a few of them available for them at the third pick. You assume Trevor Lawrence is first overall to Jacksonville. You know, that likely will happen. You also have Zach Wilson. I would imagine he'd go to number two, the Jets, but that then leads to the question what happens to Sam Darnold. Same thing with San Francisco at number three because they have Jimmy Garoppolo. But you don't trade all the way up to number three. You don't give up what they gave up unless you're drafting the most important position on the field, which is quarterback. 
So clearly, Jimmy G, even though they say he's going to be their quarterback this year, you got to believe there's not going to have a long lifespan there in San Francisco that he will be moved at some point. So then the question is, who do they draft? You know, which quarterbacks are available for them to draft at that point? Well, you have, you know, Trey Lance, who's a Josh Allen kind of quarterback. A lot of people believe he'll be the pick for San Francisco. You have Justin Fields, who's another guy from Ohio State. You know the history of Ohio State quarterbacks, but he's a very talented guy who had some ups and downs this past year. And some will even put Mac Jones in the discussion. But when you're drafting third overall and you give up as much draft equity as they did, then you have your eye on a quarterback. It just depends on which quarterback you have. Miami did a lot of wheeling and dealing. You know, they traded out of three down to 12, then they moved back up to six with a trade with the Eagles. And the Eagles uh, gave up some draft equity, too. Miami added, subtracted, then added again. It's, it's a bizarre time in the NFL with all these moves, and you wonder where it's going to end up. But one thing is certain that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely a question mark where he plays this year. If it is San Francisco, then you would imagine that they would probably take somebody like a a Trey Lance and just develop him. And then obviously he's going to be the guy moving forward. But if Garoppolo leaves, you then wonder, okay, who does he go to? Uh, Is it New England? Can there be a reunion there? I mean, that makes sense if you're looking at potential landing spots for him. Uh, so it will be interesting to watch. As for the Steelers, well, they're just doing their due diligence, trying to figure out where they're going in terms of offensive line, I would imagine. Uh, there are some really good ones out there. Uh, the center at Alabama is available probably for them when they pick at 24, so you would think they may scoop him up or a tackle. Uh, Mike Tomlin likes edge rushers. They lost Bud Dupree. They do have Alex Highsmith, but I don't think they'll use anything except offensive linemen in the first couple of picks of this draft. And they have to change the dynamics of their offense. That's the only way you're going to see the results change, probably. they got to have a run game that's formidable enough that you can use it as a weapon when needed and also as something that will keep other teams honest. Because, quite frankly, the Steelers were very easy to prepare for last year. Uh, They were. It was no secret what they were doing. Uh, first five games, they ran the ball well. After that, terrible numbers. Uh, and Art Rooney has said he doesn't want to be where they are in the run game, but he said this before. So they got to do something to change the dynamic there. And that'll be their emphasis moving forward. If you have a question about what's happened with these trades or the Steelers or whatever, call 412-928-9370. i be happy to talk about it. We also have the opening of baseball season coming up. Yeah, that's right. The Pirates next Thursday against Chicago in the first uh, game of the year. And they're playing today exhibition game. They got problems on their pitching staff already. Uh, Blake Sinderland had uh, or is going to have ACL, or not ACL, Tommy John surgery. So he's going to be gone. Uh, Stephen Brault's going to be out for a month, maybe more. Uh, Chad Cool is just coming back. Congrats to he and his uh, wife on the birth of uh, their first child. But he hasn't pitched in a while. He's going to pitch today. Will he be ready when it's time to be ready? They have uh, a lot more question marks than anything else on that uh, pitching staff number. As far as the regular season is concerned or what lineup you could expect, well, unless he's traded before, then Adam Frazier will be in that lineup playing second base. He's had a tremendous spring as the Pirates have hit the ball well. Brian Reynolds will probably be batting second, then keep Ryan Hayes, who turned down a contract offer by the Pirates. And by the way, we'll talk more about that. Uh, Jason Mackey had a chance to speak with Bob Nutting of the um, 
Pirates this week, and there was a long article on it yesterday, and very thorough, as Jason always does good work. But the thing is, not much has really changed in what Bob Nutting is saying. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second. But I, if I'm looking at their lineup, and they haven't announced what their lineup or starter will be on opening day. It's got to be Frazier, Reynolds, Hayes, I guess Colin Moran bats fourth, or Gregory Polanco bats fifth. And then you got Stallings. Kevin Newman's hit the ball well, and then Brian Goodwin likely uh, in center field. It is not a great lineup. It, it certainly lacks for power, at least I think so. Um, and they're going to be what they are, a team in a massive rebuild going on. But with regard to the article by Jason Mackey, it seems like, you know, Bob Nutting now said they waited too long. They, they, they didn't look at that opportunity when 13, 14, and 15 came around as something they, they did the right way. Okay, fine. You can say that now, but they've broken it down to where they are in a massive rebuild. And he continues to say that he will spend when the time is right to spend. But that puts an awful lot of pressure on Ben Charrington then, right? Because Ben Charrington has to supply this team with the kinds of pieces that will develop in time so that, according to Bob Nutting, he will spend when it's time. Well, therein lies the problem, because if that doesn't happen, then he's in no way obligated to spend based on his own words. And that's the problem with baseball. There is no system in place that puts any responsibility on an ownership to spend. And when you don't have that responsibility to spend or obligation to spend, then your chances are will not spend if you don't feel you have a good enough team. So they're going to buy themselves a few years to bring in prospects. I hope they hit home runs on these guys. I hope they do it. They're going to have the first pick of the draft this year. And Jack Leiter, by the way, looked good again last night. He followed up a no-hit 16-strikeout performance with seven more no-hit innings and 10 more strikeouts. So it's either him or Kumar Rocker. 412-928-9370. Let's get things cranking. We'll go out to Don and Hopewell. Hello, Don. How are you today? Something regarding. Hello, Bob. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Don. Hi, Bob. I had two quick questions. The first one was, Olsh's boys won the state championship in basketball last night. Were they aided by the fact that the other team had some kids out with COVID? Uh, I would imagine I would imagine that helps any team. Uh, I don't know enough about the other team and who, who players were out and if they were regular contributors or not. But to me, it doesn't take okay. away from the fact that they won the championship. Oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. The other quick question is now that, uh, Todd Frazier has become a free agent, who's the backup first baseman? Well, Todd Frazier elected to leave the backup first baseman. I would imagine, uh, who would be that? That's a good question. It's Moran. And then I'm not sure who would be. Is, is Uh, Jose no longer, Philip Evans is a guy who's going to make the roster. He hits the ball well. He plays third, but with Hayes over there, you got to imagine he's going to play elsewhere if he does play. It, is Jose Osuna no longer with this club? No. Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> he was their best I don't know. defensive I, All I know is that they traded Josh Bell, and I looked the other day because, Don, Josh Bell is hitting a cover off the ball with Washington, and I expect that to be the case. He's looking forward to that opportunity. I think he's... His OPS is one three two six during this spring training, which again it's spring training, which is why the numbers that Frazier and and Newman and Hayes are putting up got to be taken in context. It's good to see, but can they continue that at this point? Right. 
Thanks, Bob. All right. Yes, sir, Don. Have a good day. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. But uh, I look at the Cubs, you know, they won this division, if you remember, last year, even though it was the 60-game season. They were in first place. Even though they had terrible performances by their key guys, um, I thought it was a bad year for Rizzo. It was a bad year for uh, Chris Bryant. It was a bad year for Jose Baez at the plate. Their team average was terrible, yet they still won this division. Those three guys you would expect to bounce back because all of them, if I'm not mistaken, are headed for free agency. Uh, and when that happens, you know, you want to get the most for your money, and the best way to do that is put up numbers. They also could be traded the way the Cubs are going because they lost a lot, man. The Cubs, you know, lost Darvish. Uh, who else part of their pitching? Well, uh, John Lester, Jose Quintana off the top of my head. Uh, they lost Schwerber at the plate. They brought in Jock Peterson. They still will have a very good lineup, but they better hope their pitching staff, which now includes Trevor Williams, is good enough to get it done. Let's go out to Joe in Penn Hills. What's up, Joe? Welcome to the Bob Pompiani Show on a beautiful Saturday. How are you? Oh, it is beautiful, Bob. Bob, good morning. Listen, uh, I want to say this right, so I just want to say it. I follow a lot of the uh, stations, your station here, uh, your, your evening at 30, night, 1035 at night, and then all the sports stations, just very relaxing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watch the herd. And most of the word for the Steelers and the word that goes around, Bob, it's a stale organization. And you look at Tomlin, with he had some great players for the last 10 years, Bell, Brown in their prime, Roethlisberger in their prime, and three playoff games in 11 years. Uh, I like Kevin Colbert, but he's getting close to 70, and I'm looking at all these young gun general managers that are just really up to date. And we just go along like, they're just cruising. They have a nice salary. They're putting their kids through college. And we are stale. And they always say a third-generation ownership is a disaster sometime. And I don't think Rooney is really knows what exactly is going on, and he's not a great owner in my estimation. So I just feel that they're going to have a disaster coming up. Uh, Tomlin is just, you know, he's just cruising. And I wish uh, Colbert, he's going going to 2022, which is nothing's really happening. And they just act like they're all cool, and they're not. And I think there's going to be a big dive, and especially with this <laughs> the schedule this year, Bob. And I'm very That's the one thing, Joe. These guys. I don't like the schedule because the schedule is going to be as tough as any schedule oh, I think they've faced. Oh, but, but I will say this. I, am, I still think it's a, it's a top-notch organization. I think they're in a, in a little bit of a quandary now because of a lot of things. They didn't expect, no team did, the draft uh, or the, uh, uh, the salary cap to come down as, to affect the draft as much as it has because of this. And they were one of those teams that kicked the can down the road. Their biggest problem, Joe, the biggest crime for them is they had the opportunity to be in control of the postseason, and they did not cash in on that. You know, they're coming off a division win. They were 12-4. and You make it sound like they were just one of the garbage teams. I'm not willing to go in there, and and I'm also not willing to anoint Baltimore or Cleveland yet. With everyone's in love with those teams, that's fine. We'll see. What I'm saying to you is they can change things over the next two years uh, with smart drafting, good drafting, efficient drafting. And Kevin Colbert's only 61, by the way. He's not seven. But they've not been doing that, Bob. It's like 11 years, three playoffs. I mean, I guess right, that's their crime. Like, they had home playoff games, and they and they did not do what they were supposed to do, and they were embarrassed stale, in the process. The that's stale. their crime. But they were in position to do it, and that's all you can expect. Well, Be in position to do it, and then win when you get the chance. It's going to happen every – okay, you know, I'm still – they're my team, but uh, 
I don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm jumped. Most seeing, people don't. Yeah. Most people don't. I think they've they've kind of gutted their defense, which is you know again a product of a lot of uh, money not being allocated uh, to them in this salary cap. I do think next year they're going to have plenty of money to do what they have to do. I do think you know they're going to be judged on how they do this offseason and next, and we'll see where they are. But um, they still have some pretty decent players at key positions. They're going to need guys like Cam Sutton to, to step up and play well. They're going to need guys who you wouldn't expect. Highsmith has to take another step. They're, they're giving them the opportunity to do it. Uh, and I will caution everyone out there because most of the people who are in love with Bud Dupree were the same people who called this station many years ago and thought the Steelers should have just gotten rid of him, labeled him a bust. Um, he was one of those guys who's not worth a fifth-year option. Well, look what happened. It took time. Everyone develops at different times. They have a lot of guys going into third years. They better hope they develop. Uh, and at this point, I would agree, essentially, Joe, in the fact that I don't think the Steelers are any better as we sit here today as a third-place team in their division. Things can change, and they often do. So we'll see how they attack the draft and the rest of this offseason, and then you can make your assessment moving forward. At 412-928-9370, thank you, Joe, for the call. We're just getting started here, a beautiful day to talk sports with you. We'll get into some Penguin discussion coming up next because the Penguins are on a roll, even with a lineup that is completely wrecked with injury. We'll talk about that and more as we continue live right here. It's the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. In the 70s, a poet named Bob Pompiani took the movers and shakers of the sports world all around the world. Back with more of the Bob Pompiani Show on Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. We are back, and we want your calls at 412-928-9370. Our show is brought to you by good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochrane, go one better. Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com and tune in every night, 1035, for the Ireland Contracting nightly sports call on Pittsburgh CW. All right, this NCAA basketball report is proudly brought to you by Yingling Traditional Lager. Spread your wings. I don't know how many of you had this kind of bracket, but not many people saw the Pac-12, the Pac-10, whatever you want to call it, being this successful. They have some really good teams that have perked up at the right time. One of those is USC. Another is Oregon. USC, now they took advantage of Kansas having all sorts of COVID problems, restrictions, no practices. Kansas looked horrendous, and USC blew them out from start to finish. They'll take on Oregon in one of the Sweet 16 matchups. Uh, you also have UCLA and Alabama, and uh, UCLA has done a really good job out there. Alabama is a tough team. That will be interesting to see. Michigan, Florida State, you just heard Andrew talk about it. He likes Florida State. I like Michigan, although Florida State does have the kind of rim protection that can make a difference physical team, but they can also be very shoddy with their shooting, and we'll see how it happens there. Gonzaga, Creighton. It's going to take everything Creighton has to beat Gonzaga. The one thing I love about a team like Gonzaga is the guys are around for multiple years. In this day and age, it's one and done. It's trying to look to the NBA as soon as possible. You know, a guy uh, like Corey Kispert, who's going to be a really good player in the NBA, in my view, he should be a first-round pick, maybe top ten, who knows. But uh, he stayed there for four years. So you can still develop your game. You can still be part of a good program. That's sort of a lost art these days, but, you know, Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmy, all of these guys out there, and they go deep. That's a Gonzaga team that is going to go undefeated, and I think win it all. That's how good they are. But Creighton is a good team. We'll see what they can muster. On the other side of the bracket there, you have Baylor, uh, and that is a really tremendously defensive-minded uh, team that can also shoot threes, as good as anyone in the country. Villanova's shorthanded. 
Chris Archidiakono is going to have to carry a lot of the load. Ryan's brother, I don't know if he can do it with the injuries they've had. Jay Wright's a great coach, but Baylor should win that game. Arkansas against Oral Roberts. Don't underestimate Oral Roberts. Just like I said about Gonzaga, this is a team that returns eight guys. They're top eight from last year. They were a good team then. They're a better team now. And all you have to do is ask Florida because they lost to them. And all you got to do is ask Ohio State because they lost to them. And now they will beat Arkansas and Oral Roberts will move on, in my view. Loyola of Chicago is another team. Um, you know, guys who've been around the program for a long time, there's still a case to be made that that is what college basketball can do. You could put together a consistent team of older players and have them stick together for a while, still develop if they're thinking NBA while in your program. Loyola's taken on Oregon State, another Pac-12 team, and this Oregon State team is pretty good. They beat Oklahoma State, but I like Loyola to win that game, and how do you go against Sister Jean? And Syracuse-Houston will be the last game today. Uh, Syracuse, that, that zone just continues to flourish in the NCAA tournament. They're on an 11 seed against a really good Houston team that can play defense, but I don't know. Syracuse may be on its way to the Elite Eight. So those are uh, some of the matchups we'll be following, of course. Uh, and once again, it's brought to you by Yingling Traditional Lager. Spread your wings. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Uh, we certainly have a lot to get into. Let's go to Jack in Fort Lauderdale, who joins us right now on the Fan Hotline. Hello, Jack. How are you? Hey, Bob. Uh, quick question. So, what do you think they're going to do in the first round this year? What do you think their like, play is going to be? Well, I think they're going to go offensive line in the first two rounds, unless they believe one of those running backs who they – they look at as a first-round pick. You don't see many of those anymore, but certainly Najee Harris is a guy who can be that. I'm not so sold on Travis Etienne. Um, I do like Williams, a guy out of uh, North Carolina later, but I would think offensive line and more offensive line. They're going to need guys to eventually take over for David DeCastro. They certainly need a center right now. They're going to need guys on the edge. I'm not sold totally on Banner and Okorafor, although if they have – you know, development this year, you can see them being pretty good at that position. Uh, but they're going to they're gonna do what they can to fortify their biggest need, and that's offensive line, Jack. All right. Thanks, Bob. All right. Hope you have a nice day down there in Fort Lauderdale. I'm sure it's nice weather-wise, but I don't think you can beat it up here, Jack, because <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Uh, and, and, you know, I brought up golf. I want to bring something up about golf just because normally nobody wants to talk about it. I, I'm one of those guys who I like to talk about that in the NBA when I get a chance. But I don't know if you saw the match play, the Dell match play. It's in Austin, Texas. They're down to the round of 16. But Kevin Naw, and the topic here will be gamesmanship against Dustin Johnson. So this is match play. It's a tight match, which I believe ended up uh, all square uh, they went into extra holes, I believe. Anyway, Kevin Naw watched Dustin Johnson miss a birdie putt. I forget the exact hole, but he left it five inches away. So typically when you're playing match play, your opponent will say, oh, that's good, pick it up, pick it up, whatever. Well, Kevin Naw never said that. Uh, Dustin Johnson assumed it was good and picked the ball up and went to the next tee. Well, Kevin Naw never left the green. And eventually, Dustin Johnson, you could tell, was a little confused what was going on, had to go back down a hill to that green where Kevin Na said, I never gave you that putt. You just picked it up. But he said, it's okay. It's fine. Obviously, you're going to make it. So by the rules, Kevin Na was right. 
But you want to talk about a, a, a cheap move? It's Kevin Na. Dustin Johnson was not going to miss that putt. It was five inches long. My goodness. He assumed it was good. Kevin Na basically said, yeah, fine, no penalty. It was good. But he played a little gamesmanship to the point where Dustin Johnson on the next hole hit went in the water. You can tell it was a little outraged at that. Kevin Naw may have been right by the letter of the law, but he's going to have to have this on his uh, uh, resume for a long time. And people and players are going to know it, and he looks cheap for doing it. I'd like to know what you think at 412-928-9370. There's just a certain standard there that, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson met it. He wasn't going to miss a five-inch putt, and Naw knew it, but he didn't say anything, and technically Dustin should have waited. He didn't. He went to the next tee only to find Kevin Na waiting back at the green. And it, it was an awkward moment to be sure. And I don't think Kevin Na gained any respect. Who do you think is right and wrong? 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We'll get back to Penguins as well and Steelers, Pirates, whatever you want to talk about. But I'd like to hear your take on sportsmanship, gamesmanship when it comes to golf in that situation with Kevin Na and Dustin Johnson. Bob knows sports. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go crazy. This is the Bob Pompiani Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. We continue live today on a beautiful Saturday. Hope you're out there enjoying it. There are a lot of things to be doing. If you're driving around and you want to chat a little up, call me at 412-928-9370. That is the number to call. And again, a big thank you to our sponsors. PNC Bank, make today the day and check out their new virtual wallet app. It is sensational. Also, number one, Cochrane, go one better with number one, Cochrane. You're always going to ride in style with one of their many locations and stores. And Ireland Contracting, visit IrelandContracting.com. They are the title sponsor of the nightly sports call. We take calls every night at 1035. We hope you join us for that. So I wanted to get some, uh, some take on, you know, what happened with Kevin Na in the golf situation. And also, uh, I don't know if you watched the match play, but Sergio Garcia was in a sudden death playoff with Lee Westwood. And one way to eliminate any putting problems you may have is just to hit a hole in one on a final hole and walk off with a win. And that's what he did. 161 yards away, a hole in one. Westwood never had a chance at that point. And Sergio moves on. Westwood does not. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Anthony in Oakland, who joins us right now on the fan hotline. Hello, Anthony. Well, well, Bob, golf and spring training baseball, I'd rather watch paint dry, to tell you the truth, my friend. <laughs> Don't want any part of it. Just bringing it up, my friend. I have a lot of things <laughs> you, that I like to get into just to spread it out a little bit. I know you do, young man. Bob, let me say this about football. Uh, that you know, It's a shame that this scandal that's following Deshaun Watson, because I'm sure he would have been a part of something when you had that many teams throwing around number ones yesterday. And and the shame of it is this. You know, Bob, when I used to work with a, a union, I was a uh, union rep for 30 years. I worked. We had a law firm that did criminal and civil cases. And I remember I talked to a defense attorney who handled the criminal side, and he had a, a prominent athlete, not in Pittsburgh, was out of town, who was being accused of some, of some sexual nature, like Deshaun did. But they went to civil court. And I'll never forget what he told me. He said, let me tell you something. With the, the, the charges that are leveled against my client, you don't go to civil court. That's a money grab. You go to criminal court. And when you see this attorney talking about 14 different women and not one, well, that would already make this person a, a, a serial rapist, for one thing. So that means that the prosecutor in that town would want that. 
And the fact that they're not going sniffing anywhere near the criminal courts tell you all you need to know about that case, to be quite honest with you. So those who... Well, the only thing I'll say about that, Anthony, and I appreciate your background and and how you understand this. Well, I want to, like, in everything that I try to do, I want to hear it from start to finish, hear all the facts, hear where it goes before any decisions are made. And I'm sure the NFL has an eye on this. I'm sure the Houston Texans have an eye on this. And anyone who would be interested in acquiring Deshaun Watson, it has to play out. We'll have to see when all the facts come out and what happens. But I, I get what you're saying. But again, I'm not willing to sit here and, and just say, well, none of it happened. It's a money guy. I don't know that. Who, no, the only no, thing what I I'm know saying is, is that there's a lot of it going on. They have to figure no, it out. No, what I'm saying, Rob, seriously, what I'm, what I'm telling you, because a lot of people have already prejudged it, that it, of the, a, a accusations of this nature with this many people would make this person a serial rate, and that would automatically trigger the criminal courts. Remember, uh, what was the thing, Darren Sharper? Who was accused of some stuff? Right. He went to jail. He's in jail, and so is that. Uh, Still in jail. Uh, yep. Uh, and that uh, tight end uh, Winslow. He he's had trouble, and those were those were criminal. I'm telling you, uh, that's why I want your show to be the first. Because when this thing blows up, you can say, you know what? Anthony called me about um, two <laughs> months ago, and it sounds like he knows what he was talking about. Let me say this. Yeah, Rob, but you know, you have to if you're if you're running a team, Anthony, you, you have to just make sure you can't make a trade right now and not know how this thing is going to play out. Because if you do, you could end up in a bad situation there. Well, the NFL have boxed themselves into a corner. See, this is why Sean has a great attorney. Rusty Harden is one of the best attorneys in the country, so I'm sure he's going to do well in that part. But I mean, with with Robert Kraft, who was arrested and was not suspended. And one of his players, uh, Patrick Chung, who was arrested for drug charges, distribution, he wasn't suspended or put on the exempt list. So the, the commissioner has done some whack-a-mole here and is inconsistent. So it, the players need to have better attorneys to challenge this man because you, can't, you, uh, uh, you have to apply discipline across the board. You just can't pick and choose who you're going to discipline and who you're not. No, I agree. All right, Rob. Thanks, Bob. Oh, that's it. I thought you had something more to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, the Steelers should have blew this thing up, Bob. The Steelers should have they should have never brought Roethlisberger back. We got Spillane running around back there. I mean, come on, man. If you were going to put Canada in charge, then you should have put Mason Rudolph and, 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 and solidified the defense and got you a running back in the draft and then work with you with some offensive linemen after that. Well, what they're doing here is, is, is heading for trouble. And Tomlin will bail him out because he's a great coach. I mean, if he if he could get Duck Hodges in that crowd to win eight games, then he'll, he could work wonders. But the defense has to be strong, and they weaken the defense. And for what? Because you want a Roethlisberger back? It was ridiculous. Well, I, I really don't think that had anything to do with what they did on defense. They were just they were in a situation where they had to deal with cap problems and they had to make some people. Vince Williams is one of them. Now, you know, if you look at a guy like Vince Williams, Anthony, he was a sixth-round pick given no shot to be a starter ever, and he turned into one of the more reliable guys. So they're going to have to draft well and develop those guys in and, and, and speed time. They're going to have to do it pretty quickly, and we've seen guys who've done it. I, I'm, I'm just willing to wait to see what they do. But right now, as it sits here, I agree with you. I think the team is trending as a third-place team 
Um, but I think they can change some things around here in the next uh, month. We'll find out. But thank you for the call, Anthony. Always Sorry, appreciate bro. it. And uh, uh, love, your, uh, love your takes always here uh, on the show. So don't be a stranger. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We have Jason Reher on Twitter at KD Pomp. You can hit me up. He says, I like the idea of the Steelers getting their next great center. But Landon Dickerson has injury problems. He does. And for those of you who don't know, he played at Alabama. He's a stud. He's a big dude, like six foot six, but he can move. Uh, would you pick him in the first round or hope that he falls into your lap in the second? I'd have to do my, my due diligence, uh, Jason, when it comes to, uh, you know, the physicality of him, uh, the, the medical tests. But if I'm okay with that, and there are a lot of guys who, you know, I mean, Tua Tagovailoa had <laughs> hip surgery and he still was a number one pick. I think this guy is a wonderful player who can solidify the center of that line for years to come. That's how I look at him. And if he's there, to me, he's going to be my pick. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We'll continue for another hour. we got Pirate Baseball coming up here at 1.05 today. So uh, hang around. We'll see Chad Cool. Now, he's, he hasn't pitched in a while, and they're going to certainly need him to be a big part of what they do here going forward. But uh, the bottom line is the Pirates are hitting okay. Their pitching is a little bit suspect. I expect a last-place finish. And we'll see what they can get with some of these young kids and if they build any sort of core. The other thing I'm going to be interested to see is that Key Brian Hayes has taken everybody by storm to the point where expectations are extremely high, maybe too high. Uh, you know, he only had a minimal amount of at-bats last year. And the league does have this tendency to start learning about guys and, you know, how to pitch guys differently. He's going to have to react to that. We saw that with uh, Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds went from a tremendous first-year person to really struggling last year, hitting only 182. And then you saw Polanco uh, totally overmatched at times, and they got a problem with him because only he makes $11 million, and they could you know, buy him out, but they, I don't think you can trade him. Or at this point, if you do, you're going to have to pick up some of that salary. That's going to be part of it. The Pirates are not going to give a trade for Gregory Polanco with the team taking the entire salary. At least I wouldn't. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.